Oliver Leung joins the show this week from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Oliver is the Canadian brand ambassador for Luxusova Vodka and Viborova Vodka. Born in Hong Kong, Oliver moved to the GTA when he was 13. Oliver got his start in the industry after he graduated from the University of Guelph from the Hospitality and Tourism Program. Oliver eventually became a WSET Level 3 holder and has bartended across many different bars in Toronto. We talk with Oliver about such topics as the importance of working with social media influencers to improve brand awareness and the specific strategies that Oliver employs in this process. We cover some of the other unique approaches Oliver takes to promote his vodka brands, and we talk about what makes Luxusova Vodka and Viborova Vodkas special in a crowded spirits market. We also want to thank Oliver for sending along a wonderful package of vodka and swag. Thanks very much. Enjoy the show. We're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. I am Kip Saunders. This is Dan Soretto. What's going on, buddy? I'm still doing well, doing yeah. awesome, no complaints, really. Uh, yeah, just working like a chump all day long. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great, it's great. I, I'm <laughs> loving it. Uh, where were yourself? How are things going yeah, with you? Pretty How's the good, bar? yeah. We had a big private party at the one bar this last weekend. It was pretty sure fueled by a lot of drug money. So <laughs> I've never, nobody ever pays in cash anymore. Uh, so like, let's say for a hypothetical example, we did like 10 grand in sales on the one night. Like generally nine thousand eight hundred dollars of that would be credit or is that a little debit. Guy, right? Yep. On uh, on Saturday night, it was a flip, <laughs> <laughs> all cash. <laughs> I, I was crazy. I, and then you got to take these big fucking stacks of sticky money to the bank. Uh, they hate it. <laughs> but it's, but it was a good night. Most Fine. of the bills rolled up. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got you got to iron them out and then dry them off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that uh, that party uh, and you we're we're all down with the private bookings if anyone's interested. So Sugar Run in Kitchener and then Babylon Sisters Wine Bar in Uptown Waterloo are the places you want to check out this weekend. Yeah, what are, how can you find them on Instagram? Babylon Sisters Bar, Sugar Run Bar. Perfect. And yep. as always, as I mentioned, we'll have links to everything we talk about in the show notes. Yeah, we've had a bunch of great episodes lately uh, in the archives. You should be checking them out. Uh, last week we had... Uh, Rose Fernando. That's right. Prior to that, we had Tommy Unolis with Yelena Anter during her, doing her first regular segment there. Jules Orumis. Prior to that, Ty Miners, Mallory Lee, Jose Mariano... And then a bunch more before that. So yeah, so check check those out in the archives. If you are interested in being a guest, a guest on the show, you should reach out to us on Instagram at the Industry Podcast, or you can email us directly directly info at the Industry Podcast club. Mm-hmm. In addition, we always like it when you subscribe, rate, and review the show. Even if you want to leave a shitty review, just make sure it's got five stars attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah, that helps us out greatly. As always, massive thanks to Zach Hanna at ZachHanna.co, who does all the amazing artwork for us and deals with all my perpetual fuck-ups when I send them misspelling people's <laughs> names and then have to get them to correct it later. So thanks, Zach, if you're listening. Okay, so that's enough about us. Why don't we bring in our this week's fantastic guest, Oliver Leung, who is the Canadian brand ambassador for Luxusova and Viborova. Oh, I already fucked it up. Viborova. Vodka. That was bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, no, thanks for doing nice it. Come on the show. Mm. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Let's uh, first. I want to sort of talk a little bit about you and your history in the bar industry. How did you get your start in the service industry? 
Well, I actually went to school in at the University of Guelph. So I, uh, I actually majored hotel and food administration. So it's a hospitality program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started my first job at a convention center during, uh, like, you know, during the summer for, mm-hmm. you know, summer school credit sort of thing. And uh, that's how I got started. And then I was a server. I was far back right in the beginning. And, you know, I just, I just love the money, to be honest, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, you know, like, yeah, the tip out. And then, and then I saw those bartenders where they were, they were making like two, three times more money than me. And I was like, yeah, I got to jump in on that shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I started learning how to bartend. And then, uh, luckily I actually sort of met a mentor sort of thing where, you know, he teaches me how to bartend and, um, um, and then, and then I just went down the rabbit hole. Where, uh, what, where, what bar were you at when you met your mentor? And do you want to mention his name or do you rather leave that out? I, I'll just leave that out, actually. Okay, sure. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of shy. But um, yeah, so uh, I was, yeah, it was, it was my first bar. Okay. Nice. Sure. And uh, it was at the convention center. And uh, yeah, and then afterwards, I just sort of like went on on my own. And then I bartended a couple of places, a couple of golf courses during the summer. And then I went to several hotels and then uh, cocktail bars. And then, yeah. So when did you start sort of getting yeah. into the craft cocktailing part of it? Was that uh... I think I think I always knew I wanted like I always when I like it's, I think it's my personality where you know when I do something I want to do the best and the, the most nerdy you know <laughs> in a way right like I want to be like you know uh, if I'm doing uh, cocktails I want to be the craft cocktail if I'm you know I don't know just yeah. doing anything I want to be the best of the best right so uh, that's how I sort of like you know get nerdy about you know, spirits, cocktails and things like that. And then, um, I think my, my first actual cocktail bar is, uh, it's called sweet One Fourteen. That bar is closed now because of COVID. Yeah. But then, uh, that, that was a great experience for me where it's a speakeasy in Toronto where you have to climb up three flights of stairs to sort oh, of, nice. you know, find a space. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a dope place where I sort of, you know, found, you know, where I, what I really truly want to do, you know, where I, yeah. 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 And uh, so when you're first learning about the craft cotton, did you find that you were learning sort of on the job or were you doing a lot of it in your spare time? Yeah, honestly, I was learning on the job mainly and also just a lot of Googling and reading cocktail books. Right. Right. And I think that's, uh, you know, most of the people, that's how they learned it as well. Right. Just on the job and, and, and reading, you know, and experimenting, making a certain syrup, oleosaccharum, whatever, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What books were you reading at the time? Ooh, I was reading a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, I was at, you know, not nerdy, but, you know, I was as precise as, you know, Bar Chef. I was reading Bar Chef book. I was doing like a lot of liquid, you know, the uh, liquid intelligence. That yeah. book was super helpful. I think everyone in the industry, you know, loved that book. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, uh, that yeah. rabbit and things like that. Yeah. yeah that thing called. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All the, all the standards. We hear them a lot. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. 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 Last, I was doing a uh, training session with one of my bars last night and we had a new employee yeah. there and he'd never heard of Death and Co. And I was like, hmm. So this, this might be your last meeting. <laughs> but, uh, but that's true, though. I mean, like, yeah. you know, first of all, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, you can see the book everywhere and it's yeah. pretty like, you know, it catches your eyes, too. For you know? sure, and, yeah. Uh, you, you, when, you, when you type cocktail book, the first thing you show up is probably that book, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You got to know it. You know, you yeah. got to know it. Yeah. Uh, that's funny because he originally applied to work at the cocktail bar and uh, they ended up at the wine bar. But the, <laughs> uh, now we know why. Um Okay, so you are I, the one of the bars that you worked at that uh, caught our eye because we had one of their bartenders on here was uh, Project Giggle Water. Um, yes. Do you so you're do you know David Adima? 
I do. Yeah, he yes. was on the show. Yes, yes. Yes. Previous guest. Yeah, yeah. Check that out in the yes, archives as yeah. well. So um, now, did you guys work together or? Yeah, we worked together yeah. for like briefly. You know, yeah. he went on to uh, distilling. I think right now yeah. he's still at this spirit of York. I think. Yeah, I think something so. like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 but I haven't haven't talked to him for a while now. But yeah. uh, he's great though. He's fantastic, yeah. uh, fantastic personality. Where you know, on a Saturday night, Friday night, we used to be down a bar together, and we just had the best time, man. Yeah, honestly, nice. great man. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and a project. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, like Project Eagle Water is the last bar that I worked at before uh, this ambassador role. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it is it's, it's an industry bar, right, in a way. Yeah. So, um, you know, that helped me build the connections and also, you know, help me sort of like get my name out there in a way. And then also like, you know, help me get the job too. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. What made you decide to switch gears and sort of go into the ambassador life? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do this because I think maybe it's my education background in a way where, you know, I know a little accounting and know a little, you know, marketing sort of thing. So I wanted to, you know, uh, an ambassador role is always something that in the back of my mind. And I think COVID is something that just also like push it to to, yeah. to the next level where like hey i i really want a stable job now i got mortgage to pay you know yeah. <laughs> you know i got i got fucking bills to pay yeah. so like you know and um uh that's where you know during the, during the covid time i got laid off because not laid off but like you know the bar shut super important right. got shut yeah. so where i have to you know it was like oh shit it's real now you know i'm actually jobless you know and right. actually relying on ei there's no oh when it's over i'm gonna find a new job sort of thing right and then um uh, i mean it, we're, we're in the bar industry we can get a new job pretty easily yeah. but then you know my point is that you know I, I was i was actually panicking in a way where you know wow i've never been laid off that way you know right. and uh so i just uh started applying and then uh learning a lot learning how to take pictures in a way right because social media is a big thing for the ambassador role especially for my role smaller brand where you know i have to be the face of it rather than like hey a big brand where, hey, uh, you know, if, if a big brand can afford Justin Bieber, you don't need a fucking ambassador. You know, right. right? You know, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> just go out there and put, put bottles behind a bar, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you yeah. don't need, yeah. you know? And uh, uh, so because it's a smaller brand where, like, you know, it's up and coming where I want to, uh, we, we, the brand wants to push it a little more. So then, you know, we need a face in a way. So, uh, yeah, uh, I learned a little, you know, photography during, uh, during the time and social media as well. And uh, that's how I sort of landed the role. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't see uh, too many ambassadors for that new tequila that The Rock makes. <laughs> Not really necessary. Exactly. You have yeah. The Rock. Why the fuck do you need an ambassador in the way, right? Just fucking pay yourself to go over out the there. Place. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, so uh, yeah, that's interesting to know that like uh, social media is sort of basically essential for what you do. Yeah. And it's crazy how like I was I was just uh, talking to my colleague the other day, back in, not not even back in the days so, like ten years ago when you actually uh, uh, the brand is when you go on the website and then how the website makes you feel right and that's sort of like it, in a way it's the brand too right the brand image too right and nowadays obviously the website but then like it's their Instagram like when you type in Instagram how how does not like the content necessarily in you know what your caption or, uh, or copy is sort of is more like hey when you click into it how does the grid sort of look like. Yeah, you know, and that feeling is the brand, and it's so crazy how yeah. you know the world is changing like that, right? I know. I still haven't got my handle on that. Like my wife always gives me shit about our Instagram page because we'll go to promote something, and then like, but then it doesn't fit with the flow of the page, so you kind of got to take it out after the show's over or whatever. Yeah, 
to go back in <laughs> yeah, and start yeah. editing out old content like fuck this <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. i but i think it matters maybe less for a bar and definitely more for like a product line so 100 you know, yeah. 100% and we spend so much time even like internally you know our uh, brand page well this is really my page my page can be a little more like you know lenient where it doesn't have to be as picky as the brand page but then we spend so much time on the brand page of like hey what to post you know we um, we're like one or two months ahead of time you know knowing what to post mm-hmm. and then we make changes you know along the way but then uh it's very picky you know Yes. So you got your job during the pandemic. So like, talk to me a little bit about yeah. what, what the job entailed during a time where you can't even go to any fucking bars. Yeah, no, uh, uh, it was again, right. Like I think I would say over 50% of, of, the, of my job is actually online right on social media for example like not just you know, like taking pictures and like talking to the camera and like, you know, posting shit online, but more like, Hey, influencer right like working with influencer uh uh, the material like uh just everything that comes in between and it actually adds up right and i you know i finally after this job i understand hey social media influencer is i guess is a full-time job and i swear to god two years ago 2019 before the pandemic i swear like influencer was not even like a job like we don't even actually say influencer as if they're a job it was just like hey this guy is a uh, influencer and you know but now they are actually a job and then they actually like realizing how much they get paid and yeah. it's crazy right and uh i and yeah after this job uh, my point is you know i actually realized it's a full-time job like mm. it's actually more than full-time and uh i try to post as consistent as a you know influencer quote unquote and um, i can't keep up right <laughs> i don't have enough content like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. mad and um and uh, yeah i was so uh to, to your question right so i would say 50 to 60 percent of my job is actually online and uh especially during the pandemic obviously i take advantage of that and uh, being vodka is a little bit harder to do like virtual tasting because people are bored of that shit like i mean yeah you know vodka at the end of the day is vodka right yeah. and then also like the trend and, and whatnot is not like a scotch or like you know bourbon yeah uh, so i think at the end of the day fuck is fuck and i understand that right i don't want right. to be too nerdy about it too yeah. so you know i couldn't do too much of virtual tasting or anything like that so it was all just sort of social media marketing during the pandemic really mm-hmm. yeah so when you're talking about that and sort of interested with the whole influencer thing like obviously you're trying mm-hmm. to be a bit of an influencer but are you reaching out to social media influencers to push your product 100 percent. oh so 100%. how does that work like how do you decide on like who's worthy of this like just describe the whole process about how you find an influencer yeah. and how you connect with them uh i i well in in uh long story short i roll the dice man yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just roll the dice man yeah, yeah. i hope for the best man because right. at the end of the day we can't really see so much of the stats you can mm-hmm. ask them for stats but then like it's kind of like an asshole to be like hey show me your results before i pay you right you know because i don't trust you you know then like why the fuck do you are you working with me in a way right right you know so it's more like hey uh, let me look into you know your engagement for example if you post something that i find it you know sort of eye-catching or interesting i'll click into onto the post and see that if the likes or comments align and if i click on the comments and i start reading them if they are bots or not oh right yeah right so some people do buy influence uh do buy uh what uh, followers. followers yeah 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 and then yeah. you can see that right away because it's like hell you have like fucking 35k followers but you have 25 likes yo like my yeah. homie <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> i have more than 25 homies and like it right away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like, and, yeah. and i i would immediately know you know uh, right. uh they probably bought it and you know 
It, right. Yeah, so it really just a uh, guess, really, right? It is, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. so like, how many followers are you looking for from them to even before you're even interested in reaching out to them? Like, how many followers? Would oh, you have? and to be honest, man, I love working, and I truly believe in this. I believe in like micro influencer, and I don't want to say micro to make them like a small or not not good enough or not whatnot. Yeah. It's more like hey, like smaller following where the people who are following actually care. Right. Rather than like, hey, you know, uh, uh, again, like, I, I don't know why I say Justin Bieber, but like, you know, yeah. let's say Justin Bieber, right? Like, yeah, yeah. sure, obviously, engagement is really high, but then like a lot of people who follow don't even see his shit anyways, because right. it's, it's just another, you know, scrolls that yeah, you, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, finger yeah. scroll, right? So I like working with micro influencer where, but uh, a massive of them, like, like in, instead of like, you know, having one big influencer, I would do like 20 small influencers. Right. Yeah, so yeah. my range, I usually look for like, you know, uh, uh, minimum five to seven k right. to like twenty five k, and anything I found above twenty five, the price is a little too steep. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. we're like I'm like eh, you know. And so you have a certain amount of budget to play with for that. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. and which is great, right? You know, yeah. I can um, you know, uh, so I send them a box, and then they post something, and then I forward it and see how how far it goes, and you know, a massive of them usually just you know when 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 you see five times you know, uh, the same product coming from different people. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, I will remember this product rather than like seeing one big person posting yeah, one yeah. time, right? Cool. That makes sense. Yeah, That's a lot more effective engagement. Yeah. Now, are you finding these yourself or is your company also find these for you, some of them? Or is this just all? Yeah, no, just all on my own, man. Like uh, that, this is something that I love about this job too, right? Is um, yeah. especially this working for these two brands where they're smaller in Canada in a way, right? Yeah. Which is, I believe they're going to blow up, right? Uh, but, um, uh, because I got a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. So, so, so it's like running a own business in a way where, Hey, no one bothers me in a way I can do whatever the fuck I want. And obviously in a controlled environment, sure, yeah, you know, yeah, like whatever yeah. I fucking want. But then, uh, uh, compared to the other big brands where like, Hey, these are your KPIs, like, you know, that you have to meet, you know, but then I'm like, Hey, it's more lax. Hey, just find something that you think my, 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 you feel right. And then just do it and see what mm. happens, you know? Right. And I got a lot of those. And that's why I love, you know, fall in love with the cocktail scene as well. Right. Is that small business, you know, uh, feel like a business owner, every bartender's hold each other accountable because in small business if you don't fucking perform if you're fucked up you fuck up the bar and you fuck up someone's life rather than like hey let's go to like you know uh, uh whatever chain restaurant and then you don't care you don't give a shit you know and i love about that because i'm like at the authority i can like you know do whatever the hell i want and i care so much right yeah. that's great and so yeah. now that like bars are back open and people are going out again mm -hmm. are you doing more on the spot sort of ambassador roles like kind of coming to bars and doing tastings and what have you yeah 100 100 percent. and uh, i've been more active and sort of like you know cut down my social media time a little bit mm -hmm. it's quite addicting but also tiring at the same time with social media and uh but I, and i you know definitely love going out there and just having a drink and just talking to bartenders, connecting with them. And I spent a lot of time doing that, a lot of activations, a lot of, um, I try to be as creative as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to do with one bar that I'm pitching to them. Hey, what did we do? Like a fucking karaoke cocktail competition where you have to fucking sing a song and make a daiquiri. <laughs> and we're going to find a local. We're going to find like, because everyone is doing fucking cocktail competition right now. Right. right? Yeah. And like, it's so saturated, but then what if I wait a month and then I do something that no one fucking thinks of, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> you know, you have to sing a song and then we're going to find a, a, a local musician or whatever, right? And then we're going to, that person is going to judge your 
voice, right? And see if you're on pitch, on you know, <laughs> <laughs> on beat, and then we're gonna judge your daiquiri by your speed and by your, you know, how 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 great the bounds or whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, I started to, like do something outside of the box rather than um, you know. Uh, traditional, what other people have been doing. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's a good idea. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Right? Yeah. Maybe we should just do it in Sugar Run, man. I'm Let's do it. Know. Let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> but, but I mean, it won't be a daiquiri. It will be like a yeah, yeah. espresso martini or Cosmo. You know, yeah, we'll, it'll sure. be with Fibonova for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. I, I, I'm, I'm down to do that. We'll talk about that after the show. Uh, no, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about talking a little bit about vodka in general. And like you yeah. mentioned earlier, a lot of people are just like vodka is fucking vodka. Like what you know. So how do you, how do you, like, it's a challenge for you to sort of make your, to make your vodka stand out in a way, especially if people haven't tried them before. So, so how do you sort of attack that issue to begin with? Like if you're going to a bar and pitching them on your vodka or, or doing it over social media or however, however you market it, what, like sort of, how do you, like, how do you get your brands to stand out? Yeah, I think uh, the most uh, uh, special thing about my brands, both of them is you know, the GI, you know, the PGI, the protected geographical indication. So for them, both of them, they're actually, you know, a certified Polish vodka, the term, you know, quote unquote Polish vodka. Yeah. So just like, you know, uh, I compare it to like, you know, cognac, scotch, whatever, right. They have right. a certain regulation of how they're, you know, being made qualities and whatnot. Right. And it's the same thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, vodkas not to name brands, but a lot of them, they're allowed, uh, something called rounding which is like, you know, adding maybe citric acid or sugar, not to make it sweet or sour, obviously it's vodka, but mm-hmm. to round it up a little bit to give you an impression of like, oh, it's so smooth, okay. you know? And uh, for Polish vodka, you can't, it has to be just water, water it down, right? At right. two, two 40%. And, um, uh, and also, you know, uh, with the GI, everything is made in Poland. So we know every aspect every production line process we know where the ingredients coming from we know the farmer rather than like hey let's sort this shit out in fucking you know wherever and then we're gonna bring it in you know because it's cheaper material cheaper labor and then we're gonna distill the fuck out of it mm-hmm. no you know we know every farmer and in a way we're protecting the farmer we're protecting the ecosystem as well so then you know in a way we're protecting the country protecting people and that's something that i i believe in too right you know and um uh, yeah so that's why you know both of them is so 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 important to me and with you know luxusova which is the red label uh it's a potato vodka Right, there's not there are not a lot of uh, potato vodka in the market, so uh, it is the number one selling potato vodka in Canada, and um, so it's a niche, right? So there's no, I don't find any competitor really that right. can compete with us. So it's something that you know, easy sell, easy uh, uh, buy in, and uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. uh, so what's, that's why uh, I think you know they're they're, they're great, and that's what I got. The Viboro, yeah. uh, um I fucked that up again. <laughs> Vivo, 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 Vivo. Yeah. Okay, Vivo is good. Um, that's uh, what's that made with? <laughs> it's rye, hundred percent rye. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, exactly. So you see a lot of um, vodka out there in the market is actually rye and wheat, a mix of both. But you know, you don't re- never really truly know what is the percentage. So you don't, you know, it's a little weird. But then, like for this, it's hundred percent rye, and you don't see a lot hundred percent rye vodka in the market as well so it's also in a, in a way a niche then that's where i sort of like you know let my uh let the bar knows and let bartenders know that's how i you know sort of like not sell my product but educate uh, right. uh my my people yeah and uh so like let's say okay so you got your rye vodka you got your potato vodka mm-hmm. which 
like if you're sort of recommending to make a cocktail out of those vodkas, what's like what's the difference in like okay the rye vodka would go better with this cocktail or potato with better this cocktail? Yeah. So um, so for, uh, for, uh, first of all, you know, if I were to tell you that hey, uh, you're gonna if you were to make a Caesar and a super right. spicy Caesar, and yeah. then you're telling tell, if I tell you that hey, you know, put one of the vodka in, it's gonna taste so much different. It's gonna make you know make the biggest difference. Yeah. I'll be lying, right? Like yeah, yeah. I'll be a pretentious, you know, motherfucker. So just yeah. punch me in the face at that point. <laughs> I give you permission. You know? <laughs> but uh, you know, but uh, for, uh, for rye vodka though, uh, generally just like you know whiskey, right? Anything that made from rye is a little spicier. You know, you get a little more cake to it. Right. You know, as uh, as more punch and it's more structured. You know, so you get that, you know, a black pepper to it. You got that, like, you know, almost like, you know, I always describe, right? A bunch of Brazilian nuts. And then you just sort of like put in your mouth and you chew it. And then you sort of like breathe out and that like rye dough, nutty flavor to it. Right. So it's more pronounced. Right. And then for with uh, uh, potato vodka it's known to be smooth. So like, you know, it's more creamier. It's a little more like uh, so that that gives you gives you the impression of like smoother. Mm-hmm. Right. So to tell a potato vodka from a grain vodka is when, you know, when you sip it. Right. And then you find that the potato, uh, sorry, you find that uh, the vodka sort of like stays on your tongue rather than the rest of your mouth. And that's immediately how you know this is a potato vodka. Yeah, interesting. And uh, again, I apologize for not sending you guys the two bottles, but I'm going to send it uh, <laughs> very ASAP after this show. And then okay. you guys can actually like, you know, taste the difference. Well, and, we'll, um, we'll, so, we'll, we'll drink it on the next show so that people know you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, in a way. So if you want your cocktails to be a little more. Uh, a little more spices, a little more, you know, uh, stronger in a way. Fibodoba would be the way to go. And if you're making a classic martini just with like, you know, a touch of a dry vermouth, not a 31, just a normal martini, uh, the Sova is the one that you have to be a little more controlled, a little more uh, uh, pay attention to it because as soon as you over dilute it, it's going to be uh, uh, too, too light in a way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So like, obviously that's sort of part of the pitch you're going out with when you're going to a bar yeah. and trying to pitch them as opposed to other ones. Have you done? Have you had a chance to do any cocktail competitions with them yet? I have done one in out in uh, out in the west, like mm-hmm. London, and then yeah, it was fun. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it was great. It was yeah. great. What was the, what kind of cocktails were you making with it? Like, oh, not me as in no, no, like what, was was it? Oh, was it was one of those ones that people came up with their own cocktails and. Yeah, exactly, gotcha. exactly, yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. And uh, and I was a judge of it. I was like, you know, as an ambassador. And yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was great. A lot of people love the Lusasova. And then they love the, um, again, potato vodka. They love mixing with sort of like, you know, the uh, beets or like, you know, some sort of like fruits, oh. vegetables sort of thing. Uh, yeah. And then it really goes well with that, you know, earthiness, that undertone to it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that too about like the Caesar because uh, I once dated a girl who swore she could tell the difference in vodkas with, in vodka cranberries. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I want to just put this to the test. <laughs> but, I mean, blind taste. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, you, if sure. you're blind taste, I mean, like, not, not blind taste, but like, you know, if you're having shit side by side, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, of course. Yeah. Like, if, you, then, if uh, you're just drinking yeah. it neat, then you're going to be able to tell the difference for sure. But like, 100%. Yeah. It makes them with a bunch of cranberry juice. You're just tasting cranberry juice, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. And, but then that's the point of vodka, right? It's yeah. supposed to be colorless, tasteless, and odorless, and, you know, and yeah, yeah, that's the point of it. You right. know, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can drink at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As a result, is it a hard sell when you go to bars to try to get them to promote your stuff versus like other brands? Um, 
one of the biggest things, right, is that what I truly believe is I don't think you can really run a bar without vodka. I mean, there is, sure. and there are, yeah. right? Yeah. I've seen it, right? And uh, there's 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 a bar in Toronto that's pretty famous that doesn't have any vodka, right? Oh, really? But um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what does everyone know, who's cold vodka, <laughs> <laughs> vodka pays the bills, man? Vodka pays the bills, man. Yeah, exactly. Say, you know? Like yeah. past totally twelve does. o'clock, if you, if someone asks for vodka soda. And then what are you going to say? You're going to be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> have a, have a scotch, you know, like, I mean, yeah, have true. a TV scotch, you know, like, yeah. fuck, I just want to get drunk, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so yeah. Also people like it's, especially with like people all being on crazy special diets all the time and like low carb diets and all yeah. that shit, like vodka, the yeah. vodka waters and vodka sodas have become way more popular than they used to be. Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. people wanting to drink like rum and Coke yeah. or whatever. Right. I, I love crushing those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> vodka water. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, That's why you see a lot of, uh, yeah, you see a lot of RTD, right? Like, uh, ready, yeah. ready to go drinks. Yeah. It's like they're all just vodka base, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the most famous one, I'm not going to sing the brand, but then, you know, uh, the opposite of black. <laughs> Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that. I mean, like, it's what it is, right? You know, yeah. like, just flavor. Vodka. Flavored vodka soda, yeah. <laughs> soda, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. And then it's been selling, like, no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that, yeah, talk a little bit about that. Like, the, the yeah. I feel like the flavored vodka, like, sort of revolution came and went very quickly. Like, all these brands had to have 14 different flavors of their vodka. And then all of a sudden, nobody's asking for that shit anymore, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, like, what do you think happened? No. I think it's just trends, man. Yeah. I think, like, you know, it's going to come back. You know, like, everything is a trend. It's like 10 years ago, if you were fucking, what, like, 20 or 20 years ago, if you were fucking skinny jeans, you'll be like, you know, you'll be crucified, you know, right, you're like, why right, are you wearing right. this, right? And yeah. then now, if you wear baggy jeans, you, you look stupid, you know? Right. Like, yeah. it's all just trend, you know? And um, uh, I believe in every product they have a place, right? Uh, I love using flavor vodka, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like infusing vodka, it's, you're flavoring the vodka, what is the fucking difference, right? Right. You yeah. know? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah so uh, I think it's going to come back. I know right now, you know, obviously the trend in the market flavor vodka is absolute shit right now mm-hmm. and uh yeah. and but you know it's gonna come back i think yeah i always love, like yeah. those bars that have like 18 different kinds of flavored smirnoff but then also 18 different flavors of ciroc and 18 yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck like it's all the same yeah. shit <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> but also like i mean i'm not i'm not saying the two brands that you named are shit you know no no but, no uh, i'm not saying that either i'm just but, saying like you know, I, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you can say it here smirnoff is shit but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it you that's said right it. that's you right you, you did not say it <laughs> i did not say it you know? but i mean i think it's artificial flavor that people nowadays understand then it's yeah. that but i mean like again right like maybe give it give it a couple of years people are able to figure it out how to make it not artificial and, right. and tastes better you know and it's gonna come back I yeah because yeah. it tastes got that aspartame flavor to them all yeah, the time yeah. right like yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah like- i mean like it makes sense how the fuck do you make a product that can be real but at the same time can be stabilized on the you know, on uh, on the product shelf and not expire. You right, know? exactly. It makes no sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it makes no sense. Even like yeah. a lot of like RTD vodka soda, it tastes like shit, and that's yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's yeah. not real. No, and that's and I think that's why a lot of bartenders don't w- would rather infuse than use the flavored stuff, right? Because then you're getting a more uh, like a fresher. Yeah, exactly flavor to it right yeah what's uh so like what's sort of next for you now that things are going back to normal people are out in bars again do you have any big events planned or are you still just working on putting that stuff together 
Uh, no, I just, I just been working, putting this stuff together, and uh, I got like you know several like Polish festival coming up, and uh, a lot of uh, uh, trade show in Toronto coming up as well. You know, because you know COVID is, uh, right. I would love to say, is over. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, yeah, just trying to get the brand out there, man. I just it deserves so much more love, mm-hmm. and um, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, yeah, just well, pushing it, yeah. It's it'll be good to be back into the world where we're go, we're doing trade shows again and shit like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm guessing that uh, your vodkas go over pretty well at the Polish festival. So. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because <laughs> again, I like yeah. you know uh, Polish Polish uh, the Poles they take their vodka fucking serious. You know, like it's the, like it's like they like to do a lot of I, shots. I'm Ukrainian. I went to Poland a couple yes. years ago, yeah. and it was shot city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is normal. <laughs> yeah, man. Eastern Europe they, style. They, Yep, everyone knows everything about vodka in Poland, right? And uh, yeah. so, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of like a low-hanging fruit for us where, you know, we have to take care of uh, uh, the Polish people, the Polish community, you know, to sure. do its justice and uh, attend those festivals and be there and to, just, you know, show that, hey, we have love for you guys as well. We never forget about you because you guys are the roots, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, nice. And yeah. I'm just curious, but I've, this is for either of you, actually, but like and in Poland, are they chilling their vodka as well? Or is it just like they just drink it? When I was there, it was a bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's that, that's why I heard they 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 chill their vodka as well, and yeah. you know, and then just take it as a shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, when I was there, I noticed uh, people would like modify the like they would buy vodka and add stuff to it. So, for instance, I had dandelion vodka, where they actually would just let a bunch of dandelion like little, uh, little petals and stuff, yeah. yeah, to infuse it and stuff, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. And other mm-hmm. people would add different like yeah. florals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, "Hey, check this out! I modified this a little bit, and then." I'd be getting doing shots and drunk by one fifteen. <laughs> what's, what's the worst infusion you had while you were over there? There were no bad ones. Oh, everyone, because well. everyone's drunk. So I'll fix all, that problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, they they love their flavor vodka over there, man. Mm. Flavor vodka is their shit over there too. So you know, they they love infusing you know everything. You know. So have you gotten a chance to go over yeah. there yet, or, or is that like in the plans for the future? Like, do you get to go not to yet, man? Stories? Yeah. But it's like, because I know a lot of the get to do it, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just waiting for uh, COVID to be a little more, you know, more calm. And uh, because right now in Toronto, it's just too busy, right? Because COVID just, Uh you know, to be things, shit just opens up right now. So I had to, you know, just pay more attention locally and uh, figure the shit out first before I can take a sort of like a uh, half vacation. Going to be like, ah, let me visit the distillery for work, you know? Yeah. Also, also, Poland's maybe not the best area of the world to be visiting right now anyway, so. (laughs) At the moment, yes. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so like, what, yeah. what's, what's your recommendation for chilling vodka? Do you, like, would do you recommend that to people, or do you say like just drink it at room temperature? Yeah, to me, honestly, man, just drink it however you want, man. Right. Yeah. Again, like to me, it's like, hey, like I, the last thing I want to tell anyone or, or or be you know speaking to anyone to be pretentious, you know. Yeah. I hate that. You know, it's just if you enjoy it, what are you gonna do? Like I always say, right? Hey, if my, if I want my fester to be like, you know, uh. uh five ounces of gin, one ounce of vodka, and then rinse through my asshole. And then that's how I like it. That's how I like it. Mine's from business. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that, to me, that, that, you know, like, like, you know, why, why, why do you care what my spec is? Why yeah. do you care about, you know, how I drink my vodka? Right. How, how I drink my gin, my gin or whatever, you know? So, yeah. Well, uh, the best you thing like is that now we know the recipe for yeah. the karaoke cocktail competition. <laughs> 
Amazing. All right, Oliver, thanks so much for joining us. This was super fun. Um, Yeah, let us know, let our listeners know where they can find you on social media so they can reach out uh, for all their vodka questions. Yeah, 100%. Uh, So my Instagram is Oliver underscore Liang, L-E-U-N-G underscore. So Oliver underscore Liang underscore. And uh, yeah, so you can uh, find me there and, you know, all my activities and everything is there. Personal, you know, professional, everything is there. So uh, looking forward to meet everyone. Awesome. Well, best of luck, man, when you're getting back to on the road and into the bars. And uh, yeah, Yeah. well, uh, thanks again for doing the show. It was great. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about these uh, the the cocktail karaoke with a rinsing asshole. Thanks again. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. 